Exactly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the stream scene. Uh, we got a really, really exciting episode. I'm sure Hunter is going to be particularly <laughs> excited about this conversation. Hunter, how you doing? This is the most exciting show we've ever done. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. I do. I do end up saying, expressing my excitement for every show, and it, it does it sound and very there's similar. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I completely agree. I I get so so amped every week. Um, today's does hold a special place in my heart. We are going to be diving into the the deep end of some uh, some conversations, some arguments, some concepts. Uh, and conversation that has uh, that existed this, uh, that kicked up last week, um, and uh, hopefully will continue for quite a while because I feel like the the particular space that we're going to be talking about and talk talking within today is going to be one that grows and one that we're personally uh, and professionally deeply invested in. Um, I it's a uh, Loka. What's the what is like the technical nature of of today's show? We're completely ignoring our guests. I'm just going to be okay. So so what do you have to say about this? (laughs) What do I have to say about stream coaching? Well, let me tell you. Oh, we should, should we, should we introduce our guests? I guess. Hi, my lovely friends, brilliant (laughs) people uh, from whose lips. I cannot wait to hear so many interesting things today. Um, Experts in, uh, in the field, as well as um, professional conversationalists in some regard. In at least a couple of regards, um, who have a lot to say about a lot of things, who I respect deeply. Who are you? Tell us. Go first. Hi. <laughs> Thank you to your leader. Uh, my name is Omid Dariani. I'm the CEO of Online Performers Group. We do talent management for live streamers, YouTubers, content creators, and are very passionate about people not being exploited. That's and many thousands of thanks for that. Very, I, I very much love not being exploited. It's great. Um, I'm Dan Otage. You can call me Dan. Uh, streamer, author, uh, goofball. I play a lot of video games. Uh, I talk about them in, I think, ways that many people don't, but a lot of those come from uh, discussion topics and, and cultural topics and stuff like that, which I, I think that's why Hunter and I become like very close friends. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> we talk about things that are they're not really about the video game, but the thing that revolves it. So, and you're uniquely open to certain types of discourse too, which is why I think you're perfectly valuable here today. Like uniquely fitted. I think the world doesn't exist until we agree on disagree on everything, and then and then work it through it. Right? <laughs> um, and I don't know if this is necessary, but full disclosure, uh, I and both Dan are, are represented by OP Group, so just. As a heads up, though, we're not in cahoots. We didn't plan this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, but not this guy. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> for today's show, we're going to be talking about stream coaching, obviously. We will answer your questions. We'll hold like a specific Q&A at the end of the show. So, if you've got questions, uh, try to hold on to it until the last, you know, 20 minutes or so of the show. Uh, and we're going to start with, I guess, the basics, as we usually do, which is defining stream coaching. What What is a stream coach? Getting the terms out there, the semantics. Definition is so important because without a definition, you don't have you don't have anything. It could literally mean anything. Mm-hmm. So making that make, like and doing it on this show today is probably 
something that you guys are going to set forward as is a very very nice home base for a lot of people the anchor so, yeah yeah defining that is huge so how do you guys define it then well i like to start at the beginning with the letter s uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean so <laughs> s is for snake yeah s is for snake uh, no i mean we just look at the words right uh, a stream coach is a person who coaches streamers, right? Uh, we have basketball coaches. We have, I don't know, ballet coaches. Voice you know, coaches for singers yeah. and stuff. Pretty much anything that can be a profession has coaches. like people Diction who, debate. Yeah, people who are watching, people who are able to understand what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, help give you some methods, some tactics uh, that will help you improve and ultimately are there to help you get better sort of uh, as you progress in your career. And that definition doesn't extend to good or bad coach. It just extends to coach. It seems uh, almost like um, teacher, except for I think the difference, the difference in definition between teacher and coach is a teacher can literally just sit there and tell you facts and tell you things and teach you lessons. But a coach sure. is going to take your feedback and kind of mold around it. I mean, a lot of professors and teachers do that still today, but I think it's more about instead of shedding knowledge, it's about taking the knowledge that that person already has and exists within them and growing it from there and being able to take the experiences that they both have and, and meld them together. I would think that that would be inherently contextual too, um, like where it's a, a kind of playing on on these uh, the the distinction you're making, where a teacher's going to give you things that may always be accurate but they might not necessarily fit your circumstance, what you're doing right now. A coach is going to, like a ballet coach, is going to look at your form and give you commentary about how to adjust exactly what you're doing based on their knowledge and their experience and stuff. Yeah, I always think That's of a coach as being about, and sorry, Luca, I always think about a coach being about performance rather than learning. So, you know, looking at what you're doing and saying, you know, your technique is off your <clears throat> positioning is off like you know stand here when you're trying to get the basketball thrown to you <laughs> you know like make sure that when you're flicking your wrist you do it this way you know whatever it is right i'm obviously not a basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> i think there's a goalpost sure, sure. <laughs> it's a peach basket but at actually. the same time it you're still learning how to perform right mm -hmm. so there's still a learning process there but it's not it, like we said at the beginning it's not just and, and Hunter, I think, hit this perfectly. You're not just hitting the point, right? You're taking the context of what that person's already known. You're not going to start from the beginning if that person's maybe a novice at it, right? They may be a, a, a beginner in a lot of ways, but maybe they've been doing this for a year and just not gone anywhere. They haven't been to a place where it makes sense for them to be successful. So you got to take what they've already learned and then move from there instead of going from the very beginning. That's very true. So it feels like uh, by your guys' definitions, a stream coach is someone who it's more personal. It's more like a long-term relationship, more intimate long-term relationship. Whereas like, you know, I guess like a, a teacher, someone just like, like, hey, like do this, do this, you know, like when we do our shows, like this is like a teaching opportunity, right? But we're not coaching you. We're not, we're not coaching anyone here, but we're teaching, right? And um. Yeah, I lost yeah. my train of thought. That was it. Well, and so I you guess those same else. things exist for um, 
YouTube tutorials. I, I made a few myself a, a long time ago when I had tendonitis. I couldn't actually play games. So I was like, I got to find alternative content. That I edited, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I worked on that. That's cool. Uh, wow, full circle here. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and so you, you guys mentioned briefly about like, like the, the time period of when you're getting a coach. Like you don't just get a coach like from the very beginning. You don't even know what a basketball is, right? Like you have to sure. get the, the basic, get the foundations and then be like, okay, I want to take this to the next level. I need more serious help. Yeah, I mean, it's just like if if you've just learned to read and write, you probably don't want a college literature professor helping you because, you know, they're like, well, when are you reading The Great Gatsby? And you're like, what? Is that a picture book? <laughs> it's going like, to be a waste of your time and, and, and money and money, too. Like yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's there. There are different. I mean, if you look at athletes, I think it's a really you know, that's probably where we're most familiar with the term coach and the longest term use of it. Certainly. There, there are coaches for kids. You know, there are coaches for every skill level. There are coaches for rec teams, things like that, all the way up to professional, you know, high-level World Series Super Bowl coaches. Um, they're going to be very different. Yeah. And, the, yeah, they, I mean, what you're teaching the kid about football is way different than what you're teaching, you know, professional players about football, right? And interestingly, uh, I think there's a there, uh, and I've I've heard this argument before, that there's never a level of expertise where you cannot benefit from a coach. Big reason being that you can never see your own work from outside your own head. You can never see it from a perspective that isn't your own, like truly. So uh, this is obviously true when it is specifically true when it comes to your physical form. Um, you know, you can't see from all directions, like how you're actually holding your posture and your body. You can get a sense of it, but, you know, somebody can see some little quality when it comes to form. This is why um, uh, trainers are really important when you're working out. You don't know when you're when you have horrible form, that's going to have some like long term, you know, catastrophic problem. And. I think, and so bringing this back to uh, to our industry, we were talking before the show about not being able to know the things that you don't know. If you don't even know some of the problems that 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 could even be there, you don't even know what to look for, much less, or even even more so, um, you are looking at it from a perspective that nobody else is. It's your baby. It's your, but you're also your, your harshest cr critic at the same time. And so there are all these things going on in your head and none of them are that sort of outside perspective that can give you a contextual detailed analysis or even just the kind of support or criticism that you might benefit from that you can't give yourself. Did you never see your stream, your work, in the same way that everybody else will be able to do that. And streaming is unique in this in this matter because, yeah, looking at yourself from the outside, you can watch your previous videos and stuff. But you yeah. can also you can also look at analytics and not know what the heck you're looking at. <laughs> oh, uh, no idea, right? It's just a bunch of numbers to a lot of people. So it takes people with n not only experience but knowledge. Like you, you ask me how to read your numbers. I don't know who you are. I, I, it's going to take me a long time to figure out probably who you are and stuff like that. So then I know what these numbers mean. Like you played, you played the perfect game on the perfect day, but you're not known for that type of game. 
and your viewership was low, you can't really chalk that as a fail. It's just it wasn't for you, right? And that, that, that matters so much that you may have never seen because it's like, oh, I like this game, but I don't stream it. But I wouldn't know that until I really know myself or a coach can actually take a look at that and say, well, this doesn't fit who you are. This doesn't fit what your audience thinks you are. So we need to look at that. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point too is that like, okay, I just started streaming today. I don't need a coach, right? Like a lot of the information yeah. that new people or people who are coming into this are really seeking can is teaching. It's learning, right? Like watching videos, watching, you know, reading streamer Absolutely. Square, you know, I need to absorb a lot of this stuff before talking to a coach makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had an experience years ago with a, a friend of mine who's a professional poker player. And I was like, oh, I want to learn to play poker. Uh, can you teach me? And he's like, dude, you suck at poker. Like, <laughs> like it's unreal. You know, I suck at poker. I mean, you told me this story. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't suck, right? Like, he plays, like, $5,000 heads-up games. Like, you know, he's a serious, like, professional poker player. Yeah. But so when I was like, no, 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 just teach me. And he's like, okay, look, it just won't be worth either of our time until you read these books. Yeah. And then he gives me watch, a stack. Watch Rounders a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was my training, right? Yeah. But he gives me these books and he's like, you need to understand the strategy and things that are happening in these books. And I put them in order. Um, and then once you do, we can talk about what's in them. And yeah. then I can help you. But yeah. right now, like, I'm just going to be telling you what the hands are and things like that. I started reading those books and it was like blowing my mind. I was like, how did this guy even understand yeah. like from what That's a really saw? good point. And yeah. I think in that regard, it's a, it's a waste of time of a professional to be trying to teach you the absolute basics. Like they're so far beyond it. Their time is best spent showing you the high end, the, the, the upper echelon of all that. So if I wanted to learn how to play guitar, the first thing that I should do is maybe get a book, Maybe look at some YouTube stuff, uh, get some basics, try and formulate it. Get and a guitar? Then, what's that? Get a guitar. Well, I, th I, th I would think that would probably be a, a yeah. <laughs> that, well, I might save that for a little bit. There, but there would be a point after which it would, I think it would be valuable to, to then get um, a tutor well, to come like, in and show me where I'm failing. To that point, what Logo just said, like streaming, people may not have streamed and are trying to learn how to stream. People may have never picked up a guitar, but will watch these videos and be like, I, I guess I'm learning. But obviously you have to do it to really like figure out what, what it is you know. Yeah. And with that with that being said, I don't know how far tangent to gentle this is, but when, and we've all had this question, I guarantee it. And I, I haven't even seen it in any of your chats before, but I know you've gotten it. What advice do you have for me as a new streamer? That question, means nothing. all the time the question means nothing to me because i don't know who you are yet we we need to sit down and talk about where you are in your situation so it's there's a little work on the coach ease side of things they they have to do some work to work with you because they need to know what to ask you yeah right. you can't just throw all the information you have inside your brain because there's a lot of it out on somebody because one they they're probably not going to soak it all up but two there needs to be a catered version of something to go exactly. with, which for you guys as doing your thing, it's going to be very, I think that's probably the most challenging part in my opinion is figuring out what people need to know. So when, when is a stream coach right for somebody? Like at what level, like 
Are, are they stuck? Are they a partner? Maybe not yet a partner. Close, not close. Like, what, what what's the right uh, time to seek out like a professional? Yeah, I mean, I think so. One thing that's really interesting is there are different levels of coaches, just like there are different levels of absolutely skills. Yeah, like there there are plenty of people who can teach you the basics of streaming or intermediate stuff. You know, there's very few people who are going to be able to get in there and do high level analytics or, you know, really understand, you know, the same thing. Like there's very few people who could coach an NBA team, you know, compared to the number that could coach a kid's basketball team. Yeah. So to me, I think the starting point is you may want to coach at the point that you're thinking about doing this seriously. Um, you know, like you've been streaming for a while, successful or not, uh, but you've decided like, hey, this is something I'd really like to try. And, you know, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, whatever it is, like, you know, you, you would spend that on a wine tasting mm -hmm. or, you know, a really nice dinner or something like that. I could so literally spend that by myself at the movie theater. Wait, what are you buying at the movie? Uh, never mind. Milk duds. <laughs> <laughs> milk for 100 bucks, 50 bucks. I, I want to watch you eat $100 with milk. Yes. I do too. Actually. We can set this up. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you make a fantastic point, though. It's, it's not hard, right? No. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think all of the above for what was just said, all of the above. Like, mm -hmm. But and, and, and to that point, once you've exhausted all of your Google searches yeah. and, and all the information so that you learn it and are ready to. Unfortunately, forget it. Uh, <laughs> Google searching is not good. Actually, most of the things I found Google searching is not good. I found some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you offline some of the things I found too. It, it, it's uh, on a specific Reddit. Um, but yeah, it, it depends on if you have questions. Because if if you don't have questions, and, or or if your questions are, how do I become a more successful streamer? And that's it. You don't need a coach yet. You need. You have a lot. Yeah. More, you have a lot of work to do before that. Okay. There were a bunch of things. Okay. There were a bunch of things. I, I, there are three things that I want to talk about based off of what Omi was saying. But there were a bunch of things over the a week ago when the coaching commentary uh, conversation it wasn't really a conversation. It was several <laughs> monologues. Right. It's like everybody. Everybody had their own their own take. Um, let me see if I can keep my train of thought. Um, one of the things that kept coming up is why would you pay for it? Because uh, talking about coaching, uh, presumably being something that you would that you would pay for that's not offered up for free. Why would you pay for it when there's so many tutorials out there? When there's so much free information out there, so on and so forth. Um, I, a lot of what we have said today, I think, speaks to that. And 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 I think exactly what you were just talking about goes. In, in, in that precise direction. When I was starting out, so relating it to my own experience, my own story, um, which is something I've, I've been talking about a lot lately as coming on board with Streamer Square. Um, when I was starting out, I did exactly this. I was looking for all the free information. Obviously, there's a lot less out there four years ago than there is now. Thanks, Streamer Square. Thanks, Loco. Uh, there, there's a lot less out there than there is now. I definitely, I very quickly... Because I, I, I had gotten done with my degree in philosophy. I, I consume information. I love it. I love eating it up. Um, there was a point that I hit really quickly where I, there wasn't anything else that was out there that could help me. And I still felt clueless. 
And I, and that is, was the exact moment that I personally thought, I wish that I could pay somebody. This is my own thinking. I wish that I could pay somebody to take a look at my own stuff and just tell me where I'm messing up. Tell me where, tell me the things that I need to do. What am I, what are my blind spots? I, that's the nature of a blind spot, right? You cannot see the thing that you can't, that you can't see the, the blind spot itself. What, what am I missing? How can you see what I'm not? It was, it was, it was a huge revelation that I was like, Oh, and now I've, I've taken in everything that I can. And there's still so much. I definitely don't know. And I don't even know what to, what to look for. I don't know what to Google. And I think that's the, um, like, that's the thing is like, you need not just an eye, but a trained eye. Like your yeah. mom is probably not going to give you the best advice on how to improve your stream. Uh, but someone that streams or looks at a lot of streams, you know, analyzes channels, analyzes what works and what doesn't, that person is going to be able to see and see things a lot more clearly. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really important point. And I think that's actually one of the reasons that there was a lot of sort of pushback against the idea uh, a week or two ago when it came up was, you know, it's like, okay, well, who's qualified to be a streamer? Yes. Great question too. And and because of that, wait, and that's, that's totally reasonable. Like, do I feel qualified to be a stream coach? Not really. Like, I could probably figure it out in some cases, but you know, it has no pedigree. Like we, we don't have like people who have years of history being stream coaches. I don't have a um, shingle. I don't have a certification. The, the conversation I had with Roman recently, well, not recently, but I had a conversation. It's like, yeah, so apparently five years in the industry is an expert, <laughs> which in no other industry is that true. But, like an inherent question mark at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so. he, he was like, I, I guess. <laughs> what about five years in an industry that's like 15 years? How old is streaming? 10, 15 years? Maybe? Yeah, it's young. Yeah. Well, so when mobile games were new, you would see these ads like on Craigslist or whatever in San Francisco, like need a senior vice president of mobile e-commerce, you know, must have three years experience because no one had more than three years experience, right? So yeah. you view it in terms <laughs> Um, you know, in terms of the industry, right? Like there aren't people with 20 years of experience as live streamers because live streaming hasn't existed for 20 years, nor do you need 20 years of experience to be good at it. Uh, nor do you even have to be a good streamer yourself to necessarily be a good coach. Um, you know, it's an understanding. I think that's totally true. You can be a very good viewer. Yes. Very much so. You can be like, Mods are huge. There's a lot of mods that have never streamed in their life, but they they know. What We've they seen do. the same thing with with uh, sports coaches, where you know they don't have to have won a Super Bowl to be brilliant coaches, brilliant, like world class, best in the league. Yeah, and you know when you think of it that way, the the problem the problem that stream coaching is going to face and is facing is okay. Well, maybe you know maybe you don't have this like pedigree but what makes you good? You know, like what, where are your results? And what happens with coaching anyway? Mm -hmm. Like almost every coach yeah. proved himself in some way, some way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, as a streamer, somebody tunes into your channel and they're like, Oh, this is entertaining me. I like this uh, instant. I'm, you know, you can be, you can sell somebody as a coach. It's going to take probably a few sessions from somebody that doesn't know who you are and need, just was like, Hey, I need help. They seem like like they have good reviews, what have you. Let's try them out. Even with that, you still have to. At least for me, if I were to go to that, go to somebody that I didn't really know that well, but I needed help, it would probably take me a few sessions to actually get a little bit of trust in their 
of like, are you giving me the information that I that will actually help, or you, is this you know is this all going to fall on its head? You know? Yeah. Well, and, and that I think there there's another quality that's always going to be inherent in there too is a coach never does your work, right? Sure. A coach isn't going to catch the ball for you, throw it, totally define your form. Um, no, when I, I, when I was learning guitar as a kid, I had a fantastic tutor. Uh, I don't, I don't remember what he called himself. I, he's, he's a guitar tutor. I'm pretty sure he's tutoring. Uh, and I was just, just not prepared to learn. And no matter how much he did for me, if I wasn't doing my work, if I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying, nothing, I didn't learn anything for a while. He was, he almost gave up on me before I was like, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I'm going to finally do some work between our sessions. And then I started to improve. And then he could talk to me about the improvements and where they had failed, where they had succeeded and what the next steps were. Because otherwise it's a, you know, it's a waste of time for, for, for everybody. He's not, he wasn't going to teach me how to, he wasn't going to play guitar for me, I guess is what I mean to say. You know, I think that, I think coaching works that way through and through, which is in part why also I don't think it, it inherently requires somebody who is, who, who has proven themselves as the actual top of that, of that field to be able to provide the best commentary for you. So how do you assess uh, a good stream coach? How do we assess a good coach? Yeah, like what, what would make a good stream coach? Like well, what the, kind of qualifications? The, the easy answer is results, right? Like does, does what this person is telling me get me results? But obviously it's not the most accurate answer. Uh, often what, it, what gives you something is do they listen to what you have to say? I mean, it's the same thing for like a therapist. Are they, are they actually listening to what your problems might be? And are they trying to brute force a method that either you don't believe in or you don't think will work or you you're truly against it and they still try to keep pushing that um it's it's a give and take in coaching like again to the teacher coaching analogy a teacher's going to teach you lessons that they already know is a thing a math teacher is always going to teach you math because math hasn't changed but a coach is going to teach you a lesson and then if it works or it doesn't work or that person doesn't like it it's what what sort of fluidity is there is there a back and forth? Is there a conversation that happens after that? Um, I mean, that's just one of the aspects. There, there are so many ways. It, you got, you got to feel trust. If you, if you feel trust, I think that's one of the basics. Yeah, Nerd Rage, Fit <clears throat> Nerd Rage Fitness in chat just said something good. A big problem with lower level sports coaches they may is they made it on some level of sports themselves, but are pretty poor coaches, making people do dangerous or ineffective methods because it worked for them with their particular. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has to be about the person, right? Yeah. Like looking at what they do and improving it. I would say to answer your question, Loco, the number one thing I would look at is, do I feel like my life is better? My work is better. I'm improving as a professional by working with this coach. You know, part of that is, do I see results, right? Did I go from having 20 viewers to 30 viewers? That's a very measurable result. If your coach said you're playing the wrong games, play this game, and then suddenly you see, you know, double the audience, that's very clear. You, you are succeeding based on a piece of advice. You know, if the person is killing you in this process or what they're asking you to do is just against what, you know, like what you want to do. Maybe they say, hey, you know what will work really well is 
you should just you know run sites all the time like and yeah. you know and drink vodka and you're like but i don't want to run gambling websites a lot of my audience is kids and you know it's like but do it you know and like part of that is you know finding a coach that fits with your goals you know and and where you're going and, and on top of that you can't be a okay person like oh just say okay to everything too because yeah like you have to really tell them that you may not like that because they don't the coach isn't going to know the coach is also a human well Hopefully, uh, the <laughs> also human has to know what you like and don't like. I, I'm always going to go back to that because I, I tutored for a very long time. Um, but if, and if the person didn't want to communicate with me or didn't want to learn, I kind of just said, well, you may need somebody else because I, I really can't work with you. Right. Well, so, I, I mean, I, I feel like there is an inclination to, for, for a lot of us, to want to ignore what the coach may be doing to, sh to help reshape your thinking and how that may be affecting your approach. I know at a certain time in my life, I would have perhaps taken advice from a coach of, of any sort, like what I was so, sort of talking about before. Um, and, and anything that would have caused me to improve, I would have thought, oh, that was me doing that. That's, that's, that's my work. That's my consideration. When in reality, at least some of that, of course, it's me doing it. I'm like, my hands are on the guitar. My, you know, my, my body is the one performing the sport, but when it's getting better in part because of my connection to the information that's being given to me, the reshaping of my, um, you know, physical identity to an extent because of a coach that could be ignored. Is there, is there any way to to get some kind of clarity for where the improvement is coming from an outside source. So like, I assume it's never going to be like definitive that you can't ever have like a hundred percent like, yeah, came from that. No. And I think you got to watch out for people who tell you that like definitively we're going to hit these goals. You're going to triple in size or something yeah. like that because it's not in their power for you to triple inside like for example they just have like proven methods that will do these things but you don't the performer doesn't do them well then they're still gonna fail it's not you know it's not necessarily going to create the success you know it's it's a symbiotic relationship it requires both people to be invested and i think what it what it does you know you're gonna have to look for measurable progress over time one of the things, you know, if you meet a personal trainer, coach, something like that, you have to set goals. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, well, I want to become a partner. Okay, well, you have five viewers right now. We know most partners have 100 viewers, something like that. So we've got to get you from five to 100 viewers. What are we going to do? Like, how are we going to focus on these things? And then when they tell you, it's like, here are things that you should do you know, you have to listen to that and, and internalize it and say, okay, well, do I believe that? Is it something I'm going to do? And if the answer is no, then it's not going to be a coach for you, you know? And if you go forward and you try everything that they're saying that, and you fail, something's wrong, which it could be them and it could be you. Like you may not have the talent for this and a good coach should tell you that <laughs> very quickly because generally pretty obvious, like, who has skill for things. Um, and yeah, I mean, 
I just don't think like, how would you define success for, you know, a basketball coach, you know, like your people are doing better than they were before, but you know, it's not like we're playing NBA 2K where I can see, well, this guy had a 94 score and he became like a 96 now. So, you know, I know he dribbles slightly better. Yeah. I mean, and so you want to, you want to so see a big thing is to have those goals and a coach can literally just be the person that helps you define those goals. I mean, absolutely. It doesn't have to be, they, they may not have the methods to get you there. They may not have the know-how to get what you want, but if they can help you realize what clear goals might look like, that, I mean, that's incredibly useful by itself. Cause if you're in your own echo chamber, you're just sitting in your office and saying, I want to do this, this, and this, you don't know if they're realistic or not. You're, you're not going to know. And some, somebody with experience hopefully will know that. Or, or maybe they won't, but they'll at least figure out how to figure that out. And, yeah. and that's, that's huge, I think. By itself. I, I think it ties into what we said earlier, which is, you know, coaching is having a trained or experienced eye on your stuff to help you realize and think about things in a way that you weren't thinking about. Um, one thing I want to address more specifically, even though we've touched on it a couple of times, is the controversy around stream coaching. Mm-hmm. Why has this been such a hot topic? Why is it so controversial that stream coaches, just the idea of, of a of a coach that focuses on streamers? Everything that has to do with streaming. I mean, it happens with every new new thing that somebody tries, honestly. That's true. Um, <laughs> pride, jealousy, and probably a few other things have to do with it. It's like, oh, you think you can do this, but what makes you better than me, I guess, is a, is a big factor when nobody said they were better than you. They have experiences that I think are, are there. It's a, it's a scary thing to dive into because you don't want to come off as better than somebody. You don't want to put that message out there, but you do want to help people, right? And some people will come in and, and say, well, I mean, if I just came to you for advice, would I have to pay for that? And, and I think that, that comes a lot with it. Um, yeah, that's true. What your paid services might be is incredibly important and what your free services might be as well is incredibly important because you don't want to seem like you cannot be approached if you don't have a paycheck in your hand, right? That's, that's a very important part of that, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think the controversy comes a few different reasons. One of them is that we have a lot of people that have become successful Twitch streamers and pretty much none of them have had a coach. So yeah, right. when a major streamer like, you know, like Lyric said, right, he's like, I don't need a coach. This is all luck. You know, I just got lucky and here I am. Right. Well, that, you know, maybe that's how he feels. And obviously he's gotten very successful, you know, on his own and, you know, doing what he thinks is right. But his experience is not the experience of people that are coming up in this space now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for a lot of people, they they constantly are asked for their advice. And, you know, I hear people like Co, you know, struggle with it because you get asked, how do I become a better streamer? And like you said, Dan, well, what do you mean? Like, what do you want to know? Because that's a huge question. And, you know, I think a lot of times the bigger streamers, they talk about this stuff and they realize that they also don't have these like, you know, hard and fast answers that just work 100% of the time. They say, well, look, if I'm, you know, very successful as a streamer and I couldn't tell you how to get big, like who the fuck are these people that they're going to do it, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. Luck 
luck is my least favorite thing that people use, I think. Because I love talking about luck. I love talking about luck. Well, I mean, I think you and I have the same mentality on this. <laughs> you do. <laughs> luck is a thing, right? It, 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 it exists. We see it all the time. You know, it's, it's the better portion of RNG, right? But we make our own modifiers for this RNG. We put ourselves yes. in these positions so that that luck can actually become a thing. You can't just sit there, do nothing, and expect luck to smack you in the face. Because if that happens, then you are one lucky dude or lady or whatever. You're very lucky. But but also, I've, like, you're not in a position to take advantage of it. Like, it may exactly. not even lead to that anything, too. right? That's the one that makes the biggest difference for me. If you're sitting there and rolling a D20 on a table for no reason, what does rolling a natural 20 do? Literally nothing. If you have, if you're playing, if you're playing a game and you're rolling a d20, then you have the opportunity to obviously capitalize on that, on that, that natural 20. And that's, and that's perfect. And then if you if have constructed your character in a way uh, that I don't know why this, we game, I guess that's why this <laughs> is natural. If you construct your character in a way to have modifiers, positive modifiers that can offset poor rolls, then you have cushioned the blow of, of negative luck, of poorer luck. Uh, capitalizing on and, and, and cushioning for the negative, these are the things that I think are, in, in any walk of life, are things that are not only uh, self-developable, but, but also learnable and coachable. They're teachable. You can't teach luck. You can teach how to capitalize. You can't teach how to cushion against the bad things that may happen. Um, me, 10 hours into streaming, if I were to get raided by uh, you know Ninja who didn't have the, you know, numbers that he has now, but let's just, you know, hypothetically that, you know, I might get, you know, 80,000 people coming in. I'm going from three people, to, you know, one of which is Nightbot or whatever, going from three people up to 80,000 next week, I'm going to be streaming to four people, right? Like if I don't have any ability to capitalize on that random thing uncontrollable of getting that raid, then I, I'm going to receive no ultimate benefit from that. Those are all things that I think can come along with a perspective from the outside and somebody who has been in an industry or in a sport or whatever it happens to be for a long time. They can go, oh, I've seen this happen before. I've seen this kind of, a th and here's the stuff that you're not even knowing that you should be looking at and looking for in case this random thing happens that you've never seen before. We're going to help get you ready for that kind of thing. And that's stuff that, you know, there's, there's not going to be a, a, a way, I think, that there's not going to be a clear way to judge that until it happens, unless you're very self-aware. Then you can see what you're learning go like, oh, I do feel ready for this. You know, the self-confidence goes up. Well, it's to, like, to go back to the lyric point, he can say he's lucky all he wants, and he, he is lucky to a point, but he's lucky because his percentage of hitting that luck factor was way higher than anybody starting now. Right. Absolutely agree. Like, I think like for him to say like, it was just all luck, like, no, man, like, it's not like you had a terrible stream and like all these people just gravitated towards it. Like. <laughs> yeah. Or he didn't work hard by streaming, right. you know. Streaming a lot. He busted his booty, he still busts his booty. Yeah. I mean, we have people that started the same time he did. I, do you know who those people are? I, I don't really, well, a lot of the people that aren't, that don't <laughs> Because that's what I meant. I yeah. said that part. <laughs> yeah. uh, but because they either didn't capitalize on it, they didn't continue to go with it, or or something else came up. But you know that those things happen, and and so it's it's a it's a factor of both. You need to increase your luck on your own 
by doing things that gives you those modifiers, but you also, yes, you need to be able to. So tell me if you agree with this. It's, it sounds like we would be in agreement. The first people into a new thing, a new area, a new region, a new industry, a new whatever, the people who are forging it, they're never going to have a coach for that. They're never going to have somebody who, I mean, unless it's like an ambiguous kind of thing where it's like a life coach or like, you know, your ma's just like really good at helping to, you know, keep you in check. She's like, now watch that hubris or whatever it happens to be. You're, you're not going to have somebody by definition who is already in there, who knows the ropes and can, and can show you the way. Cause you're the first one. You're the, you're forging that ground. So I feel like to be one of the first people in there and in, in whatever it happens to be and to be in that position or from that time period, that epic, uh, and, and say that something like, if you need help in this industry where I was able to forge my own way, then you're not cut out for it. I feel like that's, uh, that's a little out of place. I feel like that ignores the current context and it's, I feel like that's sort of stuck in that old sort of outmoded thinking uh, that did work at the time. Uh, that was just like nose to the grindstone, just just bust your booty and figure it out because you had to. There was no other way around it. And the only people who were going to succeed were the people who did that and who, who you know, presumably had some good luck along the way. So I, I do agree. I also disagree at the same time. There's two different points to this. And I want to throw it to Amit after this. Um, because I think he has a good story about it, or at least he has the experience. So, yes, streaming on Twitch, streaming on an internet platform about video gaming was new when, say, Lyric started, right? It was a new thing. We'd never seen it before, but we had seen types of it. We've seen things sure. that were similar. We'd seen live cast-a-thons. We've seen all kinds of live broadcasts. So I do think you could have gotten a coach from that knew that world, and be able to teach you how to be a live broadcaster. They may not have, know how to do it with video games, but I think you would have got some very, very good information from somebody who knew about that. Or just maybe entertainer coaches too, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. So, and then and management kind of goes the same way. Like their management didn't, ex obviously if streaming didn't exist, then management for streamers didn't exist either. <laughs> but I mean, have you learned anything from managers outside of this Absolutely industry specifically? Not. No. No. I mean, that was actually <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't make me look bad here. There are other industries. No, I mean, this is actually, it's really important, right? Because one of the things we said, you know, it's like, look, no one is doing this. Like the business model we're setting up is fundamentally different than, you know, pretty much anybody who's working in the space. But that doesn't mean that we're inventing the wheel. Like there have sure. been actors, musicians, you know, entertainers of all sorts that have gone through this process of, their field not existing to their field becoming, you know, multi-billion dollar industry. And yeah. maybe, maybe Twitch streaming is at the very beginning of that four or five years ago, but that doesn't mean we can't take lessons from what happened in music and in movies. And we look at that really carefully because in those, we can see the failures that talent had. You know, if you look at music, talent only makes something like 13% of all the revenue in the music industry. And when I look at, you know, live streamers, the people we manage, I'm like, well, I want them to get as close to 100% as possible. And what happened in music that they lost so badly, right? And you study those things and you see it's like, well, these corporations came in, they signed everybody to these exploitative contracts. And then once they had all the talent, 
they were able to push it down and prevent it from making money while they took all the money. Like, cool, that's a good lesson to learn. Now let's make sure that doesn't happen in this industry, you know, like it did with MCNs for a little while on YouTube. Um, but let's make sure that content creators are taking home as much of their money as possible. So you absolutely can learn these skills. Like a basketball coach, an acting coach, could teach a streaming coach quite a bit uh, about yeah. how to approach this, how to market your business, especially like an acting or a voice coach, probably be a fantastic thing to look at for you know how to set up your business as a stream coach. You're still, still teaching people, mm -hmm. and, and no matter what, it's all people. Yep. I think conversations about things like self-esteem, right? Like we can be our own biggest critics, no matter what it is that you're talking about. In the critical world, that, that's something like as, as universal as, as self-esteem and its impact on performance. That's something that doesn't matter what industry you're talking about. Yeah, you, that's one coach anywhere would be able to teach another coach how to do that or another person how to think about themselves. This is, this is why some of the most quotable people are in fact coach, co coaches from the 20th century, right? We have a lot of quotes that's like, you know, from some somebody in sports or notably from a lot of coaches about how to just think about your approaches to things, right? Yeah. For sure. And I think like to go back to like what we were initially talking about, like the controversial aspect of stream coaching is the fact that because it's so new, Oh, and you're seeing a lot of companies pop up offering different type of services for streamers. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a worry that, you know, there's, there are, or there are going to be companies that offer this kind of thing and it's not the best service possible or like, it's like a scam. Right. And scamming right? That's not a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Old and, humanity. I think, I think streaming is very interesting because it's, it started as such a, it's not a very professional industry, in my opinion. There's a lot of young people trying to get into it. A lot yeah. of non-business savvy people, like most streamers, I think, are not business majors. But I think there's a lot of vulnerability in this industry because it's it's so new. Nothing's established. And there's just like a lot of uneducated people in the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's the blessing and curse of talent, right? People who are good at acting or whatever like they spend all their time learning to act. They didn't spend a lot of time learning to be like a CPA. And so they tend to be pretty vulnerable to, you know, deception and people who are, who don't have their best interests in mind. And something we actually, I wrote a blog post about this at the beginning of the year. My prediction for 2018 was this is the year that we're going to start to see a lot of bad actors coming into the Twitch space. And I mean, we already had some, but that, you know, companies like scumbags, scammers, whoever, they chase money, you know, and so they've been going through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency for a while. It's a fantastic place to rip people off. Yeah. Uh, and as streamers are becoming a big industry, right? Like if you're a scammer sitting at home trying to figure out how to, you know, defraud people out of Bitcoins and you watch Ellen and Ninjas on it, and you're like, mm -hmm. what is this thing? It's like, oh my God, these people are making a lot of money. He's a kid. Oh, God, that's so true. Like, let me figure out how to get in here and, and take some of these guys' money before they figure out how to, you know, not have that happen. Oh, that's so true. Outside the this industry specifically, always the, their first go-to is money because that's what they understand. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the two times that that Ninja has been on national television, it talked about money. That was the main topic of how much money they made. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if that's the case, then that's probably what everybody is sort of thinking because they are the influencers of, people in general so it's you know if, if that's going to be a thing you know that 
everybody that's coming to this industry that is new will be looking probably also at money too, whether good or bad. And that's one of our universal metrics, right? Is uh, you don't have to know anything about video games or streaming to go, hey, how much money do you make? Whoa, that's a lot. Or <laughs> get a job, bum. You know? I know that's, that's the question I always get when I tell somebody that I stream on Twitch when they ask what I do. They're like, oh, is there good money in that? <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Well, oh. it's also like how many people start streaming with the idea of I'm going to make millions. I'm going to be the next ninja. And yep. how many people are? Zero. Yeah. Well, the, well there's, yeah, there's only the, the one, the one guy. The one. <laughs> the one guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, one of the things that's been really interesting, if you look at the stats of Twitch, you go back a few years and you had Lyric and Soda Poppin, right? You had like, yeah. and, you know, Lyric was like 20,000 people. Soda Poppin was like 15,000 people. And then you had people push up, you know, like Dr. Disrespect showed up and has 50,000 people watching him. Well, yeah. now, <clears throat> then Lyric is now 25 and Soda Poppin is 17 and Co is from eight to 10. And like the entire ecosystem has been rising, you know, Ninja has brought this on lyrics at 30,000, you know, like the growth is going to continue as long, you know, as long as Twitch keeps bringing new viewers in, um, which is really kind of their whole job, you know, get yeah. viewers there so that you guys can entertain them so that Twitch can sell ads and then we all make a little bit of money. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you can't, you can't fault. A lot of people do this too. It's different, probably different topic, but you can't fault Twitch for trying to promote the people that are already kind of at the top. Because yeah. Those are the people that bring in more people for the rest of us. So yeah. the more you push that, the more everybody else benefits, you know? Yeah. And I mean, ultimately the problem, the problem with this kind of success is it's just like acting, right? Like everybody looks at acting and says, wow, it'd be great to be famous and rich like an actor, you know, but they're thinking of Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise making $30 million a movie. Well, there's like five people you can name that can command $30 million a movie. You know, for every one of them, there are a hundred thousand working actors. Yeah. There's a giant unseen foundation there of, of all these invisible people that you never see, you never recognize for that reason. Yeah, and a lot of the guys, a lot of these guys did plays and movies for zero dollars almost. Sure. Like, a long time. For the exposure. Um, we all love getting paid in exposure. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, Hollywood, if, if you want to understand, like, sort of the, the tra trajectory that we're on and the challenges that come from celebrity, Hollywood is a fantastic place to look, much better than music, uh, because everybody sees it like, well, acting, how hard can it be? I just right. talked like this and now I'm an actor, right? Like, there's not- I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm walking here. <laughs> like, this is not what it takes to be an actor, right? But it does, no. Uh -huh. We'll talk about your future as an actor later, Dan. But, uh, but you know, the, the piece for people to understand is for every person that can get paid, you know, $10 or scale in acting, they're just- millions of people that think they can be an actor that want to be an actor some of them take it seriously and they're in la like as waiters or, or whatever they're hustling you know going to auditions and some of them are like sitting at home in like middle america like well if, you know steven spielberg just ever came through here he would cast me immediately but you know like there's a ton of people who think they can do it a ton of people who think they can do this and a ton of those people are wrong yeah. you know? <laughs> it's true you so see a lot of actors doing 
other work too in film just to know what it's like to be there like a lot of them yeah. the camera a lot of them learn how to light things and you know unfortunately we as streamers have to do all those things but yeah you you, you learn all these things to, to learn about the industry and you see these people doing the work it's like oh you want to be an actor what experience do you have well acting probably none but i know a lot about the industry because i've done this this and this that is better than acting in one thing and one thing only. In my but there is a critical difference, right? So like somebody could be, I think we talked about this in several different ways. Somebody could be fantastic in their sport, their uh, whatever instrument or musical talent uh, in streaming and have outstanding metrics and still be a really bad coach, right? You still be absolutely sure. not cut out to transfer that information, to understand what somebody's going through and relate in a way that can help them I mean, that that seems to be its own complex issue where, you know, this is one of the things that that I think we saw brought up in the last week with the controversy of everything um, is that is is it, that it can be very challenging to see uh, whether or not somebody is going to be reliable. You can't just look at whether or not they've been successful themselves as streamers. And to the same extent, um, it is at least theoretically possible that somebody could have had very little success on Twitch or YouTube or whatever it happens to be and actually be a very good coach, actually have a lot that they can contribute to helping people understand where they okay. should improve and in, in, from that outside perspective. So it's yeah. a strange, strange thing. I mean, I haven't Absolutely. run any numbers or anything, but I imagine if you were to look at the, you look at starting basketball players over the last 30 years, you know, like top tier first string people and what percentage of them become coaches, it's going to be a really small yeah, for sure. that actually do because, you know, like having the skill for some people, like my skill is personal and I can't teach it, you know, like I can't teach you to be LeBron James because I am, I just am LeBron James. <laughs> when I want to get the ball, you know, when I want to do the slam dunking, I just go. You know? The it's slam like, dunking. <laughs> Like, slam dunking. So I want you to make it slam dunk. Yeah. Like, Ugh. for some people, like, you know, it's just easy, right? Like, you look at LeBron James and he just makes it look easy. And same for like Cristiano Ronaldo or someone like that. You know, they may not be the, like, who are the most famous athletes that are also massively successful coaches? Like, Steve Kerr. Oh, that's about it. Yep. I don't know who that is. He's a success story. He's the head coach for the Warriors who took them to three championships, but he also won what for himself with the Bulls with Michael Jordan. Like that is a very extreme story because he wasn't their star player. Obviously, Michael Jordan was, mm -hmm. but he probably learned a lot from him and he learned how to teach it. Like he learned how to do those things because maybe that's what he was focusing on. Maybe that's how he made the pros was because he was athletic he was athletic enough to be good at these things but it's because he took the knowledge that he that he got from watching everybody around him and then also being a part of it to then take that to coaching not everybody's doing that a lot of people like you said are learning how to make themselves better which doesn't translate to everybody else fair um we do have a couple of really good questions that i want to make sure we get to before the end of the show uh so if you have any questions feel free to throw them in chat we'll try to answer all of them uh if so they're Taylor, printed to the subject, right? If they're which about is stream coaching. A quick note: I saw a lot of questions that I that I skipped, and a couple that I even uh, posted that aren't pertinent to stream coaching that are specific to 
you as streamers that you want those answers to. This is kind of a case in point. We don't, we don't actually have the time, generally speaking, to be able to commit ourselves to answering everybody's individual, unique one-to-one questions, especially when we're doing shows like this, uh, if it's not pertinent to the subject, which is part of why we have the coaching thing that we are doing ourselves. With the limited time that we have outside of running our own brands where I'm streaming up to 96 hours in a week uh, and, and Loco's streaming her booty off and running Streamer Square, we're doing all of this and other projects as well. Uh, the little extra time outside of that to the to part of the point here, pitching our own Patreon that we just launched is for sure to contribute some of that that contribute some of that time to personal personal one to one stuff. So if you have any questions that are it's not about stream coaching, uh, I would recommend our Discord too because it's fantastic. Even we may not personally answer. There's a lot of streamers in there that can help you out. So definitely check that out. Uh, but Taylor has a question uh, for Omid. Uh, how thin is the line between a management group like OPG and a stream coach? I understand getting a manager requires some level of success, but it's in the management company's best interest for the streamer to get better. Yeah, it's absolutely in our best interests for our clients to continue growing, improving, that sort of thing. When we first started OPG several years ago, we actually looked at <clears throat> coaching as a potential way to make money because um, we we're trying to figure out how do you serve large streamers, mid-level streamers, small streamers. and for smaller streamers, it's like, yeah, why don't we do coaching? We could do seminars. We could do, you know, all of these things um, and, and help kind of people improve. Um, as we explored it, what we started to say is like, we just don't have these like proven methods that you could like, you know, syndicate out that are really worth money. So on some level, we started to feel like, well, you know, if that's all we're doing, we're not we're not really going to provide a value. We're actually, you know, in some ways going to be spreading false hope, which is also something that I have a lot of concerns about from, you know, seeing voice acting, you know, acting kind of seminars, workshops, things like that will often encourage people to keep coming, even though there's like no chance that they're ever going to succeed. Cause look, I mean, Shakespeare's got to get paid. Um, <laughs> and when you think about that, uh, it can get really depressing, you know, and, and with streamers, it's really hard to see that you're not ever going to succeed. You know, even when somebody tells you, like, they, you know, it's still really difficult. You know, for us, we provide some amount of data analytics. We look at what, what broadcasters are doing, what's working, what games are doing well, you know. And when our clients do have specific questions saying, like, hey, I feel like I'm not growing or, uh, you know, I haven't gotten as many subs in the last month then yeah, we will go in and we'll try to analyze the situation, provide recommendations, which, you know, in a lot of ways is like coaching. Uh, but, you know, to make it a full service that's outside of what we normally do for our clients uh, just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like something that, number one, you know, fits in with what we're trying to do overall. And number two, doesn't feel like something that we could be massively successful in. Pretty good answer. And I think one thing to touch on, like you mentioned, like being able to tell if a streamer is not cut out for it and they're never going to be successful. That's a really, really tough thing to answer because it's very common to get to plateau. Like people will plateau for years at a time. That doesn't mean like you're failing. Like if you're not like shrinking, like that's it's like 
plateauing sometimes I, I find in streaming is more common than you think. And and then you see these people like blow up, like, you know, Ninja streamed for seven years. didn't didn't really blow up until, you know, H1Z1 and then uh, Fortnite. So um, I think that's an important thing to know. It, it makes it tricky to kind of be like, oh, you're never going to grow. Sorry. Sometimes you just got to, it, it can feel like a grind. A lot of people don't understand that Ninja was one of the first people with a sub button, like ever. Um, so yeah, he had to grind that. But th if you look at somebody like Ninja, this is what I would talk about with coaching, is if you look at somebody like Ninja, I would assume that if a coach were to look at him at that point, they probably saw that he's willing to learn and change and, and change up his methods than to do something different. Um, I think that's, that's the key to it all. If the person is, let's say, boring to watch on stream, but you have conversations and you're truly like engaged in having a good time when you guys talk one-on-one, -on -one, and I, I would almost literally say, why don't you do this on stream? This is what you should be doing. Like, this is something you need to change about your broadcast because you are excellent to talk to, but I, I, yeah. can't, I can't watch you on stream. You don't say anything. You don't do anything. Yeah. How can we harness this? Yeah. It's the willingness to learn, I think, is the biggest point there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and to go back to Loco's last point, too, um, this is why, yeah, is Ninja the goal, someone says in chat. This is a really important part of it. We do this with our clients to like potential clients. We interview them, you know, and it's both ways, right? They're learning about us. We're learning about them. But one of the main things we're looking for are what are your expectations? Yes. You know, we started managing Dan. And if, if Dan had told us my expectation of working with OPG is by the end of the year, I'm going to have 500,000 subs, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, make a million dollars this year. Uh, we would say, okay, well, this person is out, you know, his expectations are out of whack with reality. Not that he couldn't do that, but, it, you know, it might take five years. It might take 10 years, might never happen. You know, just like you can be a really strong, like NBA caliber player. But if you go in saying, my goal is to be Michael Jordan, to be the biggest star in this game, the coach has to go, well, I can never give that to you because you can't jump high enough. You can't, you know, you don't have the right vision for the ball. Like, all Or maybe they don't have the right skill to get them to that level. Like yeah. maybe yeah. there's only so much that coach can teach them. Yeah. There are plenty of people that are streaming, you know, and they hit plateaus and some of them have stuck in plateaus forever and they make plenty of money and they're happy, you know, and it really comes down to what you're trying to do, you know, when, when you're doing anything, you know? So if your goal is to be as big as Ninja, uh, stream coaching probably is not going to get you there if you're not an affiliate. It's not going to get you there anytime soon. You know, like a coach can also help you set realistic goals. And, yeah. and that's really important too. Uh, Wes asks, I work with several streamers and thus have refused small payments, basically saying, don't pay me until you feel like I am making a difference. Am I crazy? I have no idea what my value is or if I should put goals on like, hey, let's do $50 a month if I can help you hit X or Y goal. I have a different nine to five and the streamers I coach are people I want to succeed. At the same time, I want to make this a job. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's personal. That's personal upon you. Um, in a lot of ways, are you looking to get a little bit from it? Like if it's something that you think is worth a value and you want to do that, then yeah, but it's not required. You're not crazy. I don't think, I mean, um, 
Omin and I have been friends for a little bit, like a few years now, and I've, I've gone to him for advice and stuff like that. It's, you know, he's never charged me for anything, but it's always been something to where, do you want to see that person succeed? If you don't feel like you require a payment for that, then don't, I wouldn't say, don't worry about it. But at the same time, if it's taking up a bunch of your time and you feel like it's maybe a little bit of a hassle, but you still want to do it, I don't know, think about it. That's, that's up to you, I think. I mean, you could take a couple of approaches too. The, one alternative is a pay what you will system. If you, you know, you just, uh, which is sort of, it's not too dissimilar from streaming tip stuff, but it's like, hey, this is a value, but if you straight up can't afford it, I, I'm still willing to do it. And then if you're making money, go ahead and pay it back. Uh, if, uh, if you feel like there's an inherent value to what I'm giving you right out of the gate, pay what you will. You want to give me 20? You want to give me a thousand? Right. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I you know, it's, it's a really difficult thing because, you know, if your goal is to quit your job, how many $50 payments is it going to take per week for you to quit your job? You know, and that's a question you have to answer. Like if you're making $500 a week, you got to get 10 people who are willing to say every week, I will give you $50. And if most of the people you're working with are small, that's going to be a lot of people you're going to have to cultivate in order to yeah. make that $500, make $5,000 a week, right? Like this is going to be virtually impossible. So part of that comes from, from where you want to go there. You know, I, I think what Hunter is saying about pay what you want is a really good strategy. Like when we were setting our business model for management, we said, well, we could charge you 500 bucks a month or something like that as a fee, or we could just do a deal where we charge you nothing and we take a percentage of the money that we make together. And we decided to go that way because then I can say, look, if we never do anything for you, if we never get anywhere together, you know, it was a waste of your time, but it didn't cost you anything. So, you know, if you're willing to invest your time in, in going down this path with us, it'll make sense. Um, and people are really receptive to that, right? Because look, and it, it makes you better too, because we don't make any money unless our clients make money. So we have to make them money, you know, and that, that <laughs> drives the business forward. You know, if, if you're saying, hey, pay me what you think is fair, you know, because I know you're not making that much money on this and I'm hoping together we'll build this into something where you are, you know, you are making thousands of dollars a month maybe you can afford to pay me a little bit more. Like let's, I will invest my time in that right now because you know, you have the day job, you don't necessarily need the money. Yeah. I think like with your question here, you can, you can enjoy and be passionate about what you're doing and still make money from it. So like you want these people to succeed, but like, like you can still charge for that at the same time. It is important, as we said before, to have like case studies or proof of what you can do. So if you're learning alongside, then this is kind of like something like an arrangement that you can make with each individual streamer until you become experienced, until you have evidence and experience. Did I say experience twice? Probably uh, to show people be like, hey, like I, I've proven how valuable I am. Like I actually can consider myself like someone that is worth money and this can become a job. So, um, yeah, just don't, uh, don't be afraid to ask for money. But again, if you, uh, if you need some, some experience, it's, you know, gotta start somewhere. So that's true. 
Yeah, I mean, for us, like we had a a lot of value came from you know our early clients like Co Carnage, Eloheim, Towley, Cobalt Street, people like that. You know, just sort of vouching for us. You know, it's like we're a new company. Right. Like there was yeah. no, you know, like I had a good reputation in the game industry in general, but there was no reason to believe that we would be a successful management company. You know, so the fact that people like that were saying, "Yes, this is working for me. I'm happy. I'm getting what I want." You know, some of this is never going to be purely quantitative. You know, some of it is qualitative. If you have, if you're a coach of streamers and you have 10 clients that are really good, you know, that are really successful and they say, yeah, man, every time I talk to Loco, my life gets a little better. Like that's the True best. Story. Yeah. That's the best endorsement you can ever get, you know, because those people will be harsh critics and they're not going to sit around and just pay you money for nothing, you know, and they shouldn't. Like yeah. they're successful enough on their own that, you know, you didn't make them. You're just helping them be better and they can go do it on their own. So they have no reason to endorse you except that you're, you're helping. Right. <laughs> like one thing when, uh, when I interviewed with you to potentially join OP group, you told me to go ask our clients, like, don't talk to me, go talk to the clients and, and let, like, they'll tell you like how, what they think, right? Like, so if you're a stream coach, you should have a list of people, like have testimonials, have be like, hey, like these are past clients, go and ask them, you know, like have that, that proof. Yeah, I mean, if you're applying for a job, you have references, <clears throat> you put them on your resume, you provide them beforehand. We call these people up and ask them questions. Like these references could be like your friends from high school, you know, <laughs> it's like, we don't know who they are. Like we're talking to them just to make sure that, you know, they don't say anything that's like really weird. How hard is it for you to find three people, you know, that will sort of back you up in some way or another? And if, if you can't, you know, then you need to ask yourself, should I be charging for this service? Like, should Absolutely. I be really, you know, doing this? Like you guys have been running Streamer Square and, and this show for a long time, right? With not a, you know, real expectation of making like infinite money or something. The reason, one of the reasons that I assume you do it is because it gives you credibility. You show up here every week, you give mm -hmm. people good advice, you know, you're not asking for anything for it. So people, it builds up goodwill. People say, okay, well, these, these folks are actually taking time out of their day of being successful broadcasters. They could spend these two hours plus the prep time doing literally anything else. That's They're true. Spending time to help me. Maybe they're like, okay, people, I don't know. And absolutely to that point, one of the things I was thinking about uh, specifically in regard to the, the concerns that were voiced last week generally about coaching is everything that Loco has built up and now with me coming on board has been inexorably free, zero pay gate. And all of that and more will continue to be completely free, nothing that has been done and that type of thing that will continue to be done is getting locked away. There's nothing getting carved out as like, you know, sort of like that concern that everybody has about game launches that you're going to take existing content and cut it out and shape it as a, as, as a DLC that you're going to charge for later. Like nothing like that exists at all. We're trying to actually expand the free content that we're, that we're providing to do more of that. And the way to do that is to get paid to, so that the time that we put into it 
uh, can be taken away from other endeavors that we have that do actually pay us. And that's where it makes sense. We're trying to make more stuff free in the pro in the process of, of doing this, which I think, yeah, to me would lend credibility if I were looking from the outside. Just to add a, a, a little bit of another side to that, um, for somebody who thinks about both sides on that specific topic, um, this is probably a concern you might hear later. That's why I'm bringing it up. If you're attempting to add more things and you're attempting to do additional services, it's uh, somebody I would ask, what would what would change the fact that well I only have so many time uh, so much time in the day. Yes, we want to con continue to do all these things that we were doing, but was that taking up so much time that adding something else might in like in un inherently take something away? Sure, that's always going to be a concern, and that's a that's a balance that I think I sort of feel like. I sort of feel like that gets abstracted to like everything that I do. <laughs> right. I mean, as somebody who comes from that too, like if I were to add something else and keep everything I already had, and that would be like something that was paying me or something that was keeping uh, people happy because it was important to them, it wouldn't be on purpose, but I'd probably pay a little less attention to something else just because right. I'm, only a I'm only one human, right? But there, there, uh, the, uh, let me see if I can get really close into it. That's assuming that uh, that that we ourselves, just as two individuals, are are doing all of that all of that work. I think a smart approach is to um, look at who has expertise in what fields and what they might be able to aid and provide to a group that has a vision and a mission to do that with integrity whatever that whatever that vision happens to be i we've done i think a pretty good job behind the scenes of carving exactly that out and seeing how we can provide what needs to be provided without any with, with minimizing i shouldn't say without any that'd be ludicrous minimizing the negative impact that that would have on on other things that we're doing as we continue to to try and expand stuff we would never want I, to sacrifice that i think what you're describing is just like the infinite struggle of being a content creator God, and balancing yes. yep. time which is something we will always have like episodes and discussions always. about uh because it is it's, it's possible it's possible to figure out um yeah, because have... I, I i would never peg you guys if somebody was doing it on purpose like ever but i i know what it's like obviously i know how hard it would be you can tell i'm really right. lazy <laughs> right hunter's lazy sure yeah uh-huh <laughs> Uh, we do have one que one more question from uh, two people asked pretty much the same thing about metrics. What kind of metrics should you be looking at to see if you're on the right track with your coaching? Like, what should you be looking at? All of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, that's true, right? Like, you have to look at every possible aspect of your career and what you're focusing on. You know, part of it is what are you focusing on? Like if, if it was basketball, you say, look, uh, I'm missing a lot of my shots, coach. I need some help with that. Then obviously you're going to track like, well, what's your shot percentage? Has that gone up because of the coaching? You know, I think the most straightforward things people will be looking at, you know, quantitatively for this are going to be follower growth, viewer growth, sure. um, and engagement growth or financial growth. You know, am I making more money? Do I have more subs? Do I get more tips? Uh, do I get more people to hit the follow button or more people chatting? You know, 
like those are the main pieces that are going to be easy to to track and so i think that's a easy place to start. i think a coach would help you connect the dots on certain things um, yeah because there's a lot of times where okay so my viewership's down but my follower counts every stream and my sub numbers are going up is that a bad thing well then we talk about like what's going on well people are going to school people are coming back to school like the a coach will, will bring you all these all these facts that they or like or at least uh notions of what they felt over the years and say i wouldn't worry about that that's that's happening or say your viewership goes up and you're not getting as many subs okay what game are you playing is it, is it a game? i think omid actually penned a blog post about that like two years ago like your viewership is down or it's not increasing but your you know your sub counts going up or your revenue is going up like there, there's, there's a lot of real value that you can, that you can find to a certain set of metrics, even if the other one seems to be tanking. Um, that the perspective makes a big difference. It's not always you don't always want to inherently be shooting for everything having that upward trend. There are some things that you can focus on that are going to be better than others, or that mean more. And I, so I think to answer this question for myself, uh, and we're almost out of time. Um, uh, I always want to focus on the qualitative stuff. And if I were going to a coach, I would want to see something like them asking me questions about what I want, how I feel about certain things, and then reassess that over time. Three months from now, what are my answers to those questions? A year from now, what are my answers to those questions? I've done that. I've had to do that before, getting uh, help, assistance, uh, coaching type of things in other realms. And I've always going back and looking at the first things, I just looked like a bumbling idiot. Like I had no idea what I was doing. And then even if I have the same number of problems a year later, they're so well, they're so refined, they're defined. There's something that I can analyze and go, here's how I'm going to be able to solve it, solve it. Because they've helped give me clarity about my approach toward things or what even, what types of issues to even look for in the first place where I didn't even know what I was struggling with when I started. You know, that kind of stuff makes a big difference for me. That would, that would, that would be one. For sure. Um, we do have to wrap it up here because we actually have another show that comes on right after this. So stick around for that. Uh, it's going to be your brand, your business talking about the 2018 tax changes for streamers. So everything you need to know about taxes that have changed. With new big, important information. <laughs> really, really helpful stuff that normally you'd have to pay someone to get info for. But uh, that's going to be right after this. So we are going to do our shout-outs. Uh, Datatage, Omid, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, Thanks, where can we find fun. you on the social medias? Uh, for me, uh, well, we do a stream every Friday called Office Hours at 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's at twitch.tv slash Omid. Uh, my personal Twitter is Twitter slash Omid. And then for OP Group, it's OP underscore group. Uh, definitely follow us. We try to dispense advice. Uh, we'll give people guidance, stuff like that. So would love to have. Um, I'm Dan Otaj on pretty much every platform. Um, and I, I stream nightly and I, I, I just, we, we generally have these discussions in chat. Um, yep. so on, on all social awesome. media. Yeah, we do. Like Hunter and I specifically do have these conversations <laughs> in chat. Um, Twitter, Instagram, all that. It's all Danotage. You can find me there. Um, a few things. I am. I have a book coming out. Uh, quarter one, 2019. Um, nice. All three of these people are in it, actually. Um, it's, it's about... <laughs> I'm the centerfold. 
<laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, quarter one, 2019, it's, it's about growing and monetizing and kind of just what Twitch is in general. Mm -hmm and how to understand it and how i mean that actually might be the first thing you read before you go looking for a coach because I, there's 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 some teaching in there but absolutely teaching it's not coaching it's advice it's not let's talk about who you are and stuff like that it's it's different um and then uh hopefully a podcast starting soon every thursday where we just play trivia games and hang out it should be it should be really fun awesome answer um, I'm the Hunter Wild. You can find me on Twitch.tv slash the Hunter Wild, where this week I will be playing uh, Darksiders 3. Pretty excited about that one. I just got done with 140 hours, 150 hours of uh, Fallout 76. Did oh my a gosh. huge launch event for it. It was it was beautiful and amazing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Hunter Wild TV. And so it's got the TV at the end. It's very important. Loco, what about you? Hi, I'm Loco. You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash L-O-W-C-O. Uh, I am playing Battlefield and possibly Darksiders and maybe Red Dead also because Red Dead Online is coming out and I've been playing Magic the Gathering. So I literally, I play everything. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me there and twitter.com slash loco2525. Uh, and this is Streamer Square. So if you guys are new here, welcome. Find us on Twitter. We post all the episodes and highlights from each episode up on YouTube. So definitely check that out uh, if you're looking to get some uh, past videos or uh, highlights, uh, the best moments of past videos. Definitely recommend checking that out. Um, and uh, we just we just had an announcement, Hunter. We did just have an announcement days ago. Uh, Two days ago. Wow. What, what what's that about? Uh, it, it, it was revealed this, uh, this long in the works, big hubbub that, uh, that Loco, HB Fox and I are now working together to create the absolute best version of streamer square that we can. And we launched our Patreon, which you guys can check out at patreon.com slash streamer square. Really easy to find peruse we've got a video there makes it easy to, to to see what it's about what it does what even patreon if you're not familiar with it give you a little bit of a rundown uh check it out see what you think you don't have to do anything but we've got everything from like a buck to some like 90 bucks there's like a whole range of stuff that can fit your budget and fit your needs if you're yeah, into yeah so if you if you like what we do here and the content we provide uh definitely consider checking it out it's our first initiative to help fund what we do and help yep. do more of it uh, so we do appreciate you guys taking a minute to check that out. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll actually show the uh, the video here at the end. Uh, and then your brand, your business will be on right after this. Uh, so stay tuned, guys. More. Oh, wait. We also are doing a, um, a Q&A yes. tomorrow. Right. Uh, so if you have questions, questions about the Patreon, anything we talked about or anything that you see on the Patreon page, we're going to be doing a Q&A here tomorrow, same time as uh, the stream scene, so 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so if you have any questions, concerns, comments about the Patreon, me and Hunter will be here. We will answer your questions. We'll tackle uh, all we of those in depth we will answer if we everything. can. Bring it. Bring it. Yeah. We're ready. Uh, it so we will see you there tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, and yeah, so that's going to do it for us today, guys. Uh, stay tuned for your brand, your business right after this. Here is our uh, little video on Patreon.
We, we are Streamer Square. We're veteran streamers who know what it's like to start with a powerful dream, but also with zero viewers and followers. It can be incredibly challenging and feel surprisingly lonely, especially when it seems like you have to do and learn everything yourself. That's why I started Streamer Square back in 2014 when I was trying to figure out how to stream. There wasn't much information out there. I wanted to create a central resource for people who are trying to learn how to stream but also for more experienced creators who are trying to take this dream to the next level. And now I'm teaming up with the Hunter Wild as well as HB Fox to really gear up what we can do for passionate and driven streamers like you. So you can learn what works, what doesn't, and why in order to create your own success without having to make the same mistakes as everyone else. We want to help you work smarter, not harder, and to see greater success as early as possible. We're all content creators. All of us know how challenging it can be to get rewarded for the countless hours, the blood, the sweat, and the tears that go into our passions. At Streamer Square, we're no exception. We want to put something wonderful out into the world and see people fall in love with it, grow from it, come back, and help us create more of it. And that's only possible when you throw yourself into the mix because you are an integral part of what we do. So what is Patreon? Why does it matter? And how does it all work? Patreon gives content creators like us a way to get paid for all the hard work we put into our free content and resources, like our expansive info-rich website and deeply informative podcast streams, all while letting our patrons get some incredibly unique rewards and the gratitude they deserve. You can choose from any of our reward tiers that speaks to you the most, as well as fit your budget in order to become an official patron and gain access to patron-exclusive goodies, features, and content. We've got everything from a low-commitment thank you tier all the way up to personal coaching for your stream, and even more coming in the future. And if you need to tone down or ramp up your patronage, you can do so with ease to maintain complete control and get exactly what you need. You can change your patron level at will. Patrons like you are vital to what we do. As a patron, you're not only fueling our creative engines and significantly helping to fund the entirety of Streamer Square, but you're also allowing us to seize upon our singular vision of crafting the best opportunities and chances of success for streamers. As you help us hit our goals, we get to empower Streamer Square together to build out even bigger and better rewards while continuing to keep our existing content and resources fresh and on point. So whether you're a content creator yourself or have a desire to help us co-create vibrant careers for all the streamers out there, Patreon is a fantastic and easy approach. Become a patron and let us do the heavy lifting. Let us work with you to make something incredible starting right now. Seize the opportunity to use anything and everything we can do to give you the most power and control over your stream and your entire career as a content creator. We're going to do everything we can to take the tens of thousands of hours of streaming experience and package it up for you. Make your own luck, get the most out of your grind, learn from our mistakes and successes, and carve your own path right alongside us. Pick one of our Patreon reward tiers right now to take your next big step towards success. And let's create a stream the internet can't ignore. Back in... Nope. I don't know the words. This is how we do it. Bam, 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 bam. Patreon gives content. <laughs> Your patronage in the future farts in a pickle. This hair. Do not do that. Do not do that hair. We should probably have like f up reels. What do you call those things? I don't know.